Attention, the movie guys love movies. Any comments about how Robert Downey Jr.'s life was a complete disaster for 30 years are probably not a great way to sell the Avengers. Isn't that right? Who is he again? The fuck is with this guy? Who is he? <laughs> Here's the best part. Uh, we wrote all this down, but I didn't bother to look up the guy's name. Screw that guy. I don't know that guy's name. Do you know Do you know the clip we're talking about, Mike? No. The This guy, they're on a press junket. You know one of those junkets where they just swap out interviewers? Like the Avengers sit there, and then here's a guy from ABC. Here's a guy from NBC's Phoenix. Sure. Guy, you know, they just uh, they do that all day long. Right. So this guy comes in, and like one of them decides he, he's 2020. He's like, oh, I'm getting to the bottom of this Robert Downey Jr. thing. Like, not the time, dude. And he starts asking him stuff about his drug addiction and his father and all this, like, starts to get into heroin and shit like that. And, like, Robert Downey Jr. is like, where's this guy going? Why is he going here? And he goes, I'm trying to talk about this movie. But the guy totally thinks he's Barbara Walters, right? Well, he totally yeah. thinks he's Martin Bershears, right? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, because right. he's oh. British and he's brown. And we're like, hey, it's Martin Bershears. It's the only brown British guy I know, right? <laughs> and he's starting to get nervous. And uh, Robert Downey Jr. notices that his foot is twitching as he's getting the he courage calls it out. to say these crazy things. Yeah, yeah. I can see you're getting nervous. Like, he calls him out on that. It makes him more nervous. Yeah. It's kind of great. Anyway, Downey walked. Got up and left. Yeah. He goes, cool. bye-bye. And Which, good. you know, yeah. Not the place or time, pal. Well, and he's talked about it. That's the thing. Here, this is the same dude, again, I, I will look up his name at <laughs> this some is point, great. who uh, did the same thing to Tarantino. Was Tarantino <laughs> was trying to sell Django Unchained, <laughs> and this guy's like, tell me about what the violence in your movie does to culture, you know? And he's like, I uh, yeah, right. That's for argument again. Years. Yeah. Yeah. You have a different view, and I'm just trying to explore that. Yeah. And I don't want to. Because <laughs> well, I'm here to sell my movie. <laughs> this is a commercial for the movie. Make no mistake. <laughs> You and I like, yeah, yeah. This so is, you don't want to talk about anything serious. I don't want to talk about what you want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the implications of violence. I, I, I haven't wanted. I've been because the reason I don't want to talk about it because I've said everything I have to say about it. If anyone cares what I have to say about it, they can Google me and they can look for twenty years what I have to say. But I haven't changed my eye, my choice, my my opinion one iota. I just refuse to repeat myself over and over again because you want me to. For you and your show you, you're and a, your ratings. Okay, well, no, it's, it's not about our ratings. It's no, no, it is. It is about you want me to say it for you, for your show, this show right here, yeah. right now. Uh, uh, well, look, this is a news program. It's not a film program, so we explore serious <laughs> things. That's the difference. For the record, <laughs> we're doing this show um, for the ratings. You want me to do what I've already done before, and I am so because this is a news program well, as this, well. First and foremost, Karen, we are journalists. <laughs> oh right. And we're doing it for the ratings. This is a football program. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to think about, say about Deflate Gate. You know, it's like, eh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was kind of here to say I'm hoping the Eagles will win this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of Chelsea's chances against, uh, against to both their credit, oh, yeah. though, To both their credit, after that happened, Manchester. they just went on with the interview, and they were both marginally pleasant to one another, and Quentin answered his last two questions as if everything oh, yeah, was fine. It was really kind Not of... Not Downey. Downey took off. Yeah, yeah. because... Quentin's bonkers, and his mind is going <laughs> so fast that it he already it was happened. thinking about what he was going to have for dinner even after that guy infuriated him. Yeah. It just, it's, it's, it's gone. It's, it's somewhere in the corner of mind. He's you know designing the mise-en-scene of a scene he's shooting tomorrow. He's got a lot yeah. going on. Well, yeah, my thought was when he starts mouthing off Tarantino, I was like, this is a master wordsmith who uses the word fuck a lot. I mean, you're going to get in trouble. Like, don't piss him off. He's going to f phrase this in a way that's going to shrink your balls. <laughs> right, well, let me welcome everybody formally to the movie showcast, part of the vast Formally. and sprawling movie guys empire 
and we think it would be fun to run a newspaper. Mm. <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club, an oasis for weary travelers. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, mm-hmm. Stitcher, Vimeo, PulpEpic.com, YouTube, Player.fm, and of course, TheMovieGuys.net, absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes, share and like posts, all that nonsense, rate us, leave a review, we appreciate it, and if you do, still, Bart. How much would that be, Paul? No charge. You know, I get the sense that that list is growing every week. It is. The places that we are. I didn't even mention WBAD.net, where we air on internet radio Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Basically, just search the movie guys on Google or Yahoo or... Bing! Bing! And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe. You know, we should sleep here tonight, you know, to try it out. (laughs) Adam Witt. I'm back, Mr. Luthor. And Bart Caius. Well, I wrote and directed a hit play, so I'm not sweating it either. We are joined all show long by a stand-up comedian and writer on shows like Ridiculousness, who shot the fame with his unique Twitter feed, at Dad Boner. <laughs> Classy. Sign up for it right now. We're happy now. to be joined by Mike That's Burns, everybody. Yay! Mike Burns. Thanks, guys. I have a question about at Dad Boner. Yes, sir. Do I have to say? Taken. Do I have to say at, or can I just say Dad Boner? I don't think you have to say the at okay. anymore. Not yeah. anymore. Because everywhere I've seen it written on, because I did a little, little, you know, little brush up stalking on you, a little stalking, a little dossier work on you uh-huh. before you got here, and everything was written at Dad Boner. It just wasn't, you know, Dad Boner. I think that that is probably to uh, stop other searches from going on. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. You could yeah. T- if you sure did you if you if you did some uh, backup research. Who's this Dad Boner guy we're gonna have on the program? Oh wow, he's he's into some racy stuff. You know, it's funny because older I was at man. He's an older work. man likes to show his penis. I was at work and I was telling a friend of mine of our guest. He's like, I wouldn't Google that at work, Dad Boner. Don't do that. Yeah, Ama- right. Amazingly, it has changed the whole landscape of the internet as far as the world where dad boner goes and that's probably the most impressive thing to me of all of it is when when it was new and in its infancy if you searched dad boner you, would, you got what you wanted you got what was coming to you and now it's it's a sea of uh, bullshit interviews with me on uh uh, God knows what websites, you know, but you frustrated a lot of perverts. Huh? Yeah, wow, that's good. I can't get my fix. <laughs> Goddamn dad boner. I can't get my fix. Um, all right, so later in the show we'll have a movie guys exclusive with some big movie news, a little press conference going oh, yes. on uh, right oh, here. Yeah. Kind yeah. of exciting. We're, we, we're not always house. into movie news, but we're gonna really reveal something huge today. And as ever, we're here to bring you our whack, our wacky. Weekly, or wacky weekly yeah, wacky patented weekly. movie previews. Have that rewritten. Basically, we're going to prep you for your trip to the multiplex this weekend. Immediately. You should know what you're going in for. And there's only one film worth talking about this week. One film that dares to go up against Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. And it's certainly counter-programming. Hot Pursuit with Reese Witherspoon, last seen in The Good Lie, about Sudanese refugees fleeing to the United States after their parents were killed by a militia. And also seen in Wild from the director of Dallas Buyers Club where Witherspoon earned her second Oscar nomination as a woman on an 1,100-mile hike to discover herself. Also featuring Sofia Vergara, last seen in a Diet Coke commercial. Here's a clip. Tomorrow morning, we'll escort our witness to Dallas so she can testify against Cortez. Mrs. Riva, we have got to get going. Look at you, you're teeny tiny. You're like a little dog that I can put in my purse. 
oh, they're going to have wacky adventures. <laughs> Boy. She will... is, she's our Charo, right? Yeah. <laughs> coochie, coochie, coo. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, despite what we're about to say about this movie, uh, I did watch a couple of the trailers, and they, they on the same level that Paul Blart got me giggling, Yeah, this I, one made me laugh. It, you're right. It uh, succeeds on that Paul Blart level. <laughs> and I don't know if we're putting it down. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's an insult. First one made $80 million. Yeah, I was going to say, it was I number think, two uh, in the box office. Yeah, with, if you've already seen Avengers and you go to the movies, what, what am I going to see now? That guy's in this You'll movie that reminds me of Adam. Uh, when the girls start making out, there's that guy that says, <laughs> I'm a red-blooded American, didn't turn me out at all. That's you, Adam. Who is that guy? Oh, uh, Jim Gaffigan. Jim, yes! Ga- you, I, Jim Gaffigan. Yes! I remind you of. That's good. I'll take it. Yeah, he's hilarious. So, Adam, you're in this movie. <laughs> Jim Gaffigan, very well-respected comedian, and that's where I stopped watching the trailer. Uh, I saw that, and it made me sad. So, I know what he's doing. He's getting a paycheck, and yeah. that's it. And he's establishing a career as a character actor. Exactly. You know? yeah. And you can see that and people are like, oh, if, if someone's a big Jim Gaffigan fan, like, oh, why is he doing that? Yeah. Because can, he wants a bigger house yeah. and that's okay. Well, you and can really okay. see the you can really see the bathroom in that scene that he's putting on the, the house. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a, there's clearly some terracotta tiling being done in that scene. Oh, absolutely. But just think he was really that close to that super hot Vargaris. Vargaris? How do you say it? Vergara. Vergara. Vergara chick. She's super hot. That She's wouldn't hot. suck. And, and, I, and oh, I, I'm going to go on. against the grain oh, here. This needs a theme, too. What? Bart, ch- checking in on the hotness of hey, the girl we're talking Paul, about in this Paul, week's it's week. not a segment until you have a theme song, I gotta get so a let's work on it for next I week. Know, my, There's nothing wrong with her. Bart, She's gorgeous. Nothing wrong. Bart, absolutely Bart, is this where wrong. you become the guy who says one of those things like, yeah, but you know I'm into blonde, so I probably wouldn't do her. Yes. Not in that voice, yes. but yes. I think that I think this segment's going to be called "But I'm into blondes and I wouldn't do her." <laughs> cankles. No, the segment is called Cankles. It's, it's cankles. always about Cankles. She is a very, very pretty woman. Teeth. Hottest and chick ever, and he won't fuck her because she's got cankles. She didn't have that wait, voice. Flaws. Wait, let's get the theory. Go ahead. No, no. <laughs> we'll call it flaws. You got to get the Jaws theme part. And he's trying to play one of his things, but she is flaws. Absolutely flawless, which makes her pretty, not sexy. Oh. And so whatever that means, she has flaws. She's in the Head and Shoulders commercial. Dandruff. No, her son has. Her son has it. She's fine. If you watch that commercial, her son's all flaky headed. I didn't know that. She has a son. I was looking at a cans, not paying attention to the sun. (laughs) Children. Oh, this guy's looking at. (laughs) Children equal stretch marks. That's all you got to know. Well, let's get on to our first film proper here. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, let's. Chest children. Lots to talk about. Uh, Reese Witherspoon <laughs> takes a break from acting to star in a screwball comedy <laughs> while Sofia Vergara makes as much of an Oscar run as she ever will in Hot Pursuit. Let's uh, tell Hot. the people what it's about. Here we go. This is how bated breath sounds. And with a title as generic as Hot Pursuit, I think once again it's time for another round of... Guess What It's About! Yes, another round of Guess What It's About. Special remake edition. Oh. All right? I mean, this has to be a remake with a bland title like that. It can't be just the first time we've had a movie called Hot Pursuit. It's a remake, right? Uh, So, movie guys, what do you think? Uh, Is this a remake of the 1987 John Cusick film Hot Pursuit, where he's a high school kid on vacation who follows his rich girlfriend to the Caribbean? Now, Dan wants to find her. In the worst way. And that's just the way he's doing it. You're in love with this girl? Mom! In the worst way. Wow. 
Oh, easy mistake to make. <laughs> I don't know. Plus, you get points for. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Paul, I believe I know it. Uh, it is the uh, movie adaptation of the 1984 TV series Hot Pursuit, where a husband and a wife are accused of murdering her boss, when in fact the boss's spouse hired a homeless woman who looks like the wife to kill the boss, starring Dina Marrow and Eric Pearpoint. Next on Hot Pursuit, a ruthless killer traps Kate and Jim with no way out. Kate, I'm going to bluff and make a run for it. Next on Hot Pursuit. <laughs> uh, God, remember when TV sounded oh, like that? Uh, I still wish Holy it did. Holy shit. I really wish Not it exactly, Bart, but definitely uh, that wins you. Uh, I'll take the points. I'll take the points. No, Paul, Hot Pursuit. Now, this is a risky move for DC Comics as they take a spinoff character from the Flash comic books named Hot Pursuit, who comes in to save the world in a Flashpoint storyline, but claims to be a superhero from a parallel universe who also built the cosmic motorcycle, which taps into the speed force, and the character is later played by a girl. Well, listen, explosion followed by low voice. You really should read DC's wiki page. Okay, listen, once again. Steve Scholes did. We're 0-3. You realize that in six seasons, you've never answered one of these things correctly? We play what? Guess What It's About, and yeah. you're always wrong. It must be the bit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's start over. Bart, let's talk about this movie proper, Good all luck, right? Good luck, Bart. Good luck. Good luck. We're well, how do you compete with the Avengers? Tits! That's how. <laughs> and as the mighty box office kings go up against their biggest competition yet. Who will win? If every inch of cleavage is worth $10 million in the box office, then America wins. Box office. Hot ah. Pursuit. Ah. I bit my tongue on that. Shame on you. Don't do it again. Don't do it again, Mike. Don't disappoint me here. Hot Pursuit, according to IMDb. I made you come to a garage in Burbank, damn it. A studio. A studio. studio. Sorry, studio in Burbank. A Garudio. A Garudio. <laughs> Uh, Hot Pursuit, according to IMDb, is a story of an uptight and by-the-book cop played by Reese Witherspoon who tries to protect the outgoing widow of a drug boss, Sofia Vergara, as they race through Texas pursued by crooked cops and murderous gunmen. Wait a minute. A movie called Hot Pursuit starring Sofia Vergara, and that's what it's about? Look, this movie seems like it's going to be a lot more like this. He's bound down, loaded up and trucking. Okay, well, what were you hoping for, buddy? Honestly, Paul, Sofia Vergara in a movie called Hot Pursuit, I was hoping for something a little more like this. <laughs> okay, stop. Of course you were. That's the Hot Pursuit. Now, for those of you who like Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock in The Heat, oh, yeah. Hot Pursuit is also a film with a title suggesting high temperatures. So <laughs> that ought to be enough for you, right? <laughs> Paul, if either of these women had balls, I'm sure they'd be getting hit in them. It's like Paul Blart with boobs. <laughs> But on women, so expect a lot of this. But as I said, not a lot of this. Hot Pursuit is from the director of 27 Dresses and The Proposal, which makes me wonder, who's getting married here? Just as police officers across America get chastised for not go not doing their jobs correctly, here comes a comedy with a bunch of inept cops. Thanks, Hollywood. Now, with all the cops and state troopers running around unable to catch Reese and Sophia, clearly we're dealing with some tired Texas stereotypes. No matter who says don't mess with Texas, we still get films set in the Lone Star State starring Sheriff Dimwit and Deputy Doofus. Kind of seems unfair. Well, Paul, then you read where Texas Governor Greg Abbott is deploying the National Guard to stave off Obama takeover in his state. Well, maybe Texas is the right place for this film. Carry on. <laughs> so let's recap. 
An endearing cop tries to deliver a lovable criminal to safety before the bad guys catch him and do him in. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, hey, self, didn't I already see this movie? Well, you're probably thinking of quite literally any other good guy, bad guy, road comedy movie ever. Except for, of course, Midnight Midnight Run. Trust me, you're not mistaking this for Midnight Run. It's because you, you made me say it. You're starting to put words in my mouth. Jack, you're a grown man. You have control over your own words. You're goddamn right I do. So here come two words for you. Shut the fuck up. There we go. That's a movie for Midnight Run. That's Hot Pursuit, everybody. When will... Uh... We applauded for it. Yeah, well... I started laughing during the Paul Blart drop, and it made me think of this movie. There are some pretty funny. I like the reoccurring bit where where she keeps getting shorter and, and she Sophia gets getting older. I love older. that bit. It's hilarious. That's great. There's At a, first they say she's forty five, she yep. gets pissed, and they say she's fifty, and she's all tied up and pissed. Because you just know at the end of the movie she's going to be three four three. She's gonna four be inches foot, tall and yeah. some seventy-year-old woman. But you know that's the bit. That's what they sold that movie on. Was <laughs> yeah. that bit? And that's the best bit. And you, you they hook. Come on, there's gonna be the more. Trailer. There's that's no true. more. We saw it twice. There's more cookies in the yeah. in the closet. Fuck, come into the closet. No, there's no more cookies. No they more gave cookies. them to you all. Yeah. Like, we might make more. Like, no, no, no. This is a whole no, menopause no. thing, right? The hot pursuit to. Oh, women. there you go. Didn't hot even get that. Right? Hot flash. Quick, let's go back and rewrite jokes. What? What Hot flash pursuit. That's hilarious. Quick, stop tape. Let's go bowling. (laughs) (laughs) I should have called it Hillbilly Cop and the Unga Bunga Boobs. (laughs) (laughs) I'd go see that. I I think everybody would. I think he's right. I, think, I like Unga Bunga I'm Boobs. I'm making a parody poster yeah. right now. Well, they're trying to. They're, they're doing a thing uh-huh. like the Heat. I mean, Sandra Bullock was buttoned up, and uh, you're right, you know, Melissa really McCarthy was crazy. Right. Although, sir, she had Unga Bunga Boobs still getting over the Unga too. Bunga boobs. Sarah McCarthy's now flash chested. Uh, Melissa McCarthy yeah. is now. Melissa McCarthy has very large boobs. Yeah. but they don't showcase because she's large. Uh, Sadly, though, Karen, because I know you're excited to see this. I, I know am. you're comparing it to Paul Blart, but early reviews I've seen oh, say no. it's more like a bad Adam Sandler. And it's like when they when it's out yelling and screaming. They insult Indians? Yeah, that's a thing, isn't it? That's Weird. new Adam Sandler. That's new a new Adam reason Sandler. to dislike Adam Sandler. Wow, that's all crazy. You'll have to fill me in. Oh, yeah. There's oh, yeah. a Netflix TV show that uh, he's doing. And uh, I guess all of his, it's a, like a parody of, I don't know, is it Westerns? West, or, or, or is it yes. modern Indians a, they're making fun well, of? Well, it's called, no, it has a name that, that spoofs uh, Magnificent Seven and Hateful Eight. It's oh, something yes. like Tricky Six or something. Tr- <laughs> so I think it's a spoof of those type of Westerns where everyone yeah. gets together. But all the Indian names are like... Gives good blowjob. I don't know. It's not that bad, but it's like it's like just dumb. Really, it's like offensive names or whatever. So they've all but walked off the set. Yeah. All the Native oh, Americans really? working yeah. on the film. Yeah. All three of them. Oh. I don't know how many there were. There were a number. Of them. There was okay. a bunch. Yeah. But the purpose of the movie was to make fun of the westerns that were were not oh, politically correct towards Native Americans. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't read that way because I guess like the you know, there was an the intelligence gap or something in the sailors not the master of subtlety. Yeah. No, so um, yeah, that didn't work out for no. them. Yeah. yeah, but did anyone? Flinch when Blazing Saddles came out. I mean, it's a culture wow. difference. It you is. probably couldn't make that's, that movie that's exactly today. The thing, yeah. It's so interesting. Do you have any idea how sexist and racist things were just normally in '74? 1974. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I just go to my high school bus, and it was sexist <laughs> and racist. The back seat of the bus was. A oh nightmare. my God! That was the most racist yeah. place you could be. And the 1974 was the back of my <laughs> I'm, bus I'm at school on the way to school. The the the, shit, the shit those kids would say. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> would walk out of everywhere if they saw that. Yeah, you're right. 
like that's funny. It's like people point at like old movies and they're like, ah, so racist. I'm like, you have no idea what racism was. <laughs> the kids in my class. Yeah. Well, remember I was, I was talking about Bad News Bears a couple weeks ago, oh, yeah. and like the kid, the things the kids were saying in that movie. Yeah. Oh, what just it's incredible. <laughs> oh, the, you could the, you the, could the, not do that today. The lines they gave this eight year old to say, hysterical, but so authentic. Uh, well, yes. it, it, that was authentic. that's what that kid mm-hmm. spoke like. Yeah. Yeah. On the playground. Yeah. Because his old man speaks that way. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why it was like sleepaway camp. Yeah. All the kids in it that are 11 and 12 years old, they're dicks. They're huge 12-year-old, 11-year-old dicks. Like, that's how kids were at the time. I was like, yeah, they were assholes. Yeah. They were mean to everybody. They'd call everybody names. They thought they were super self-righteous. Like, that's who those kids if were. If you think back to when you were a 12, 13-year-old and you had to be alone with other 12 and 13-year-olds and a teacher left... Absolutely, I was scared Chaos, to death. Right? Because they are the meanest people in the world. <laughs> Little 13 or 14. Not to, like, if you go back now as an adult and hang out with them, they don't say anything to you. But when you're the same age as those little fuckers, they're scarier than hell. Yeah. Just I would a- take all those terrible kids now as opposed to the ones that are, you know, 60 pounds overweight, eating hot, flaming hot Cheetos <laughs> and staring into their phone all day. At least these kids were out in the world conversing. Sure. Well, it was sure. controversial <laughs> comments, but at least they were out um, speaking their mind to other human beings and sure. interacting. What if, Bears, Bears, ways. what if Bad News Bears was just a dugout full of kids on their phones? Yeah. I mean, it's a dull movie. <laughs> Yawn, right? Well, well they would all be looking point? at porn, though. <laughs> Come on. I would have yeah, totally been looking at porn if I had the availability to look at dirty pictures. Back then, I would totally have been doing it. Who else? Come on, who's with me? I would have. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I would have been all over it. I, I don't want to guise this. That I, I have a bit about this, about how there's so much pornography now. No, let's Jay Leno this shit. I'll ask you about it's it. Not spe- <laughs> it's not special anymore. No. no. But Say, Mike, I, was I hear kid, you like pornography. <laughs> I love it. Love, love pornography. You know what, Jay? <laughs> What's I interesting love, you mentioned I love going to Grandma's house because she had a JCPenney catalog, and I'd look at chicks in bras. And be like, ooh, boobies. Jerked off to that so much as a kid. Right? The lingerie section, the JC Penny game. We had one, yeah, we, we, had, we would have like one page of porno and share it betwixt yeah. eight different people. Yes. Was it, and, you, and you shared it. Like, my turn for the porno page. <laughs> you know, and, and all your porno came from the woods. Yes, yes. You were in the woods yes. and you That's found it and you room. hunted your porno. You didn't just click, click, click. And who, was, who was putting this out in the way? Yeah, Everyone was. Right yeah. We They're, had porno in the woods. Yeah, it was always under a rock or a yeah. log the yes. porno was in the woods yeah. and you and we wouldn't you can't someone curated that yeah. and it was all dewy you know fluffy from yep. the being yeah. wet over and over again and and she we had a care. rule you took one page because that was somebody's <laughs> porno and you didn't want to get caught taking all the porno and then become the porno you know that you don't want those, like, some guy who keeps it out there he's going to catch you and then you're going to get it done to you and then you're the kid in the neighborhood that got it done to, yeah. and that's and that's and that's because you got too close. Because you got you got greedy, porn greedy. You got greedy and you became porno to somebody else. <laughs> Did you ever have the uh, old what was it eight millimeter like film oh, on the reel? And yes. You had to hold it up to the light because you heard there was porn oh. on oh, it. Oh, you mean stag films? Frame by frame. Like, Is that a stag But you didn't have a player. Film? You just had to look at the frame and be right. Like, oh, no, I didn't just get that. Fire that up. Yeah. Ridiculously, I wasn't that advanced. When my grandpa passed away and they cleaned out the basement, they found a. Good grocery boy. sack of sixteen millimeter, or, uh, eight millimeter films, Those and I was cool. like a kid who was like, I, and I had already found the project. I'm not not a kid. I was like already going off to school and stuff. But but it was at this time I I had the eight millimeter projector and I was doing <sighs> little splicing movies and stuff. And my mom was like, 
uh, we're gonna throw this stuff out, and I was like, oh, let me look, take a look at a couple of them and stuff like that. And <gasps> it was pretty, awesome. pretty interesting uh, <sighs> couple days. But but the a lot crazy, of hair, a lot of hair, a lot of hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And there, there's no makeup going on. No. They don't dab if things get a little too sweaty. Yeah, they don't dab. There's no dabbing in the old eight millimeter movies. <laughs> Looks like someone's spitting on a barbershop floor. <laughs> Eight millimeter. Oh, you know some of those things, and these were bought in the nineteen seventy, right? Mm-hmm. These things are like seventy dollars a piece. Yeah. What? In oh, 19, in like not that's really seventy dollars. Good for him, and he had yeah. to have the camera too. And just think about this: I have you not paid for just, pornography in fifteen years. You <laughs> when you wanted to get internet. off, you would have to set up the projector, put on the film. Thread it through. Oh, yeah. Call your buddies. Call your buddies. cigars. Pass around the pillows. Hang up a sheet. (laughs) Right? You have to share that experience because it takes so long. Yes. You have to make sure the wife is gone for a while. Yep. And. Yes. That's our preview of Hot Pursuit. You win. Take that, Hot you Pursuit. Win. Like, I got a mailbag here. You know, Uh-oh. That. A mailbag? Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of other films coming out this week, oh, but uh, they aren't getting a wide release, turns out. When it's it, it, These movies, and there's a lot of them, have big names. Schwarzenegger, yeah. Jack Black, Michael Fassbender, Kristen Wiig, but for some reason, they're getting limited release. So as soon as I hear limited release, I don't care what stars in it, that's an indie film. And uh, where there's a glut of indie films to preview, we like to launch into something stupid we call Indie Roundup. Yeah. All right, I got the mailbag here. Everybody go ahead and help yourself to a scroll. These scrolls done come through the mail, so grab one. Give me one of them there parchments. I don't know who had the hell which one. I think this here is... Is there one addressed to me? Okay, there's a letter we shared. I believe that's yours right there. This is so Let's exciting. Give you, you the right one? Crack nope. open a beer. I took myself a nap so I'd have energy. All right. All right well, 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 well. Uh, it's time we corralled up another batch of films that don't uh, what make their way to these and here parts of the country. A whole saloon full of different types of movies and whatnot that are opening in limited release. Chances are y'all going to have to get to these uh, films here on Blu-ray or Betamax in your domicile. But big city folks will probably get a shot at witnessing these stories on a screen that's bigger than a $5 omelet at the $2 greasy spoon. Woo! So let's open up the mailbag here and see what movies we can look forward to renting on the DVD. Here we go. bring it All right here, folks. I got one in front of me. Uh, this here movie's called Maggie, and it looks a creepier than Maggie. a one-eyed mule staring at a half-eaten feedback. <laughs> oh, now, this here story's about a little girl who went and caught herself one of them foreign kind of colds. Oh, no. European, no doubt. That makes you all go kerfloogy in the head and want you to start eating people. <laughs> now, but her daddy ain't about to have none of that at his dinner table. So he sets out to protect his flesh-eating kin from what is shaping up to be a full-blown zombie apocalypse. You don't say. Zombie apocalypse, quick! Somebody get the Terminator. And that's done what they just did. Because her pops is played by none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. He done gone and growed himself a beard, which in this here movie means he's going to do some serious acting. (laughs) 
and zombie killing. (laughs) Now, you know, this is a highfalutin term for the former governor of the Gold Rush State because it's premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival. Tribeca? Yeah. Now, that's the one which... Tribeca. And it's very highfalutin, and you know that because it's serious film fest run by that guy from the Little Fockers. This here movie's open in May 8th, just in time for Mother's Day. Oh, Oh, that's a good idea. I would say of all the falutins, this one is on a higher scale. The very highest of falutins. Oh, I like that one. That sounds real nice. Some falutins, they'll just settle around in the bottom, and some of them aspire to more. I low think that one just aspires to a, a slightly larger falutin. No no low falutin for me. Any any other falutin movies in the mailbag? So that means it's my turn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, hey, yo, yeah, we got Come a whole on. other one you here. You can meander right? on with your bit if you like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we got right here. Check this out, folks. There's something coming in from the city here. Uh, all right, we got ourselves another talking picture here that'll have your dungarees in a twist faster than you can jumpstart an old stallion with a pair of pliers. Oh. Yikes. Them's what made it. Call it Welcome to Me. <laughs> so there, in the, in, the, in, the, in the flick there, there's this mini pearl what's played by some last. That, that last that done got that Oscar nominated for them bridesmaids, Christian Wittig. Do you know that, Christian Wig? <laughs> she don't wear no wig, which is weird, right? I say truth in advertising. You don't know that. Just ask Barbara Boobies. <laughs> so, Christian Wig, she wins uh, wins up a bunch of money playing uh, Super Scratchers or something, decides to stop taking her special vitamins. What keep her from getting all kerfluggy in the hand? <laughs> <laughs> then she decides to buy herself a TV show and pretend to be a big-time TV host like Opry. Or, or Dickie Bay. The Grand Ole Opry? <laughs> the Grand Ole Opry. Oh. Just like the Grand Ole Opry. Now, Whitty Eggs from that Saturday Night Live comedy program, What's on the Wee Hours, having all them kids running around yelling things like, Isn't that special? And we're wild and crazy guys. You know that show. Anyway, any, anyway apparently, it's the youths of today find it hilarious. Uh. Apparently, the youths of today do find it hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> we <laughs> clarify. Hey, hey, he's a- lucky he can read. <laughs> uh, that's true. He's not <laughs> exactly hooked yeah, on you bring it, Yeah, you bring out the scroll, and yeah. you ask me to read, and then you going to make fun of me? <laughs> Given present Come company, yeah, I think we're asking a lot. Mm-hmm. He's please, not using his please. finger or nothing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right, thank you. Thank you for a little bit of credit there, okay? Hand me another beer. Outline reading's always the toughest. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> So this, so this, uh, so anywho, this little filly starts being all Oprah-y on her own show or something peculiar starts to happen. Everyone in her life starts to hate her, just like Oprah. <gasps> oh, that's like I can't wait for that one. Twist. I'm going to buy that for a dollar. Blind twist. Oh, that's on. like holding up a mirror to society. Salute. <laughs> what all else right. we got? I want to pod- do a little pontificating on a talkie called the D train. If you're looking for some fireside tale of a spectral locomotive Mm. that goes screaming through its little town, Mm. spooking all the residents, well, this ain't it. Then there's a movie about relationships. Oh, oh. I hope these interpersonal relationships. Well, you know <laughs> tell are. you what. The underwear kind. This is about a guy who tries to get some big Hollywood type to come to his fancy high school party. Well. Only school's been out for 20 years and these here eggheads want to go back. What, what the and hell? That ain't no test or nothing. Make no sense that. to me. Sounds like a free ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> As y'all can imagine, back. Mr. Hollywood ain't too keen on making the truck back to Goobersville. Well. <laughs> 
but he decides to go anyhow. And I'll be damned if hilarity doesn't end. <laughs> Mr. Hollywood starts being all sorts of fancy in Pittsburgh. Ah, it's yeah. what you city folk might call a clash of cultures. Ooh, well, like in when one of you Yankees mistake the spittoon for the piss pot. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of them. Yeah, I imagine yeah. folks will want to watch this because it stars Jack Black, who played King Kong, and James Marsden. I love that King Kong. He's so furry. So funny, so funny. And James Marsden, who I always confuse in parchment with James Marsters. It's confusing. Don't know you. Oh, especially mm-hmm. in words. Words are hard. No <laughs> matter. You'll chuckle at the goofery on display, and hopefully the fatter these two guys might fall down. Oh, that guy falling down. That guy falling down. That's a lot of James. We just saw James Spader last week. That's a lot of Jameses. That's a lot of James. All right, listen. Next movie we're going to relate to. Uh, has uh, been open for a while now and comes to y'all uh, from, from British land where well, they, yeah, they ride their horses out you know, the wrong side of the street. Baby over there, they popped out a little toddler. They need to stop that. Mm-hmm. They need to start speaking English is what they need to do. But I tell you no. what's good about them, their teeth look like ours. All right. <laughs> this film's called Ex Machina, which yeah. I'm sure I mispronounced. Apparently, this movie will appeal to us as it's about intelligence that ain't real. AI, they calls it. In uh, X Mat Kenai. It's like machine, like what you use to take the yard work. All right. Make it easier. There be this young whippersnapper proficient in the ways of the personal computer system, makes himself a woman. Woo! I wish I could do that. Beatles! <laughs> oh, you have done that with an I've old horse saw. I'm make I saw one in that. my barn. I bet you do. Now, just like a young boy can get too close to an engine, lass, mm-hmm. the computer guy sparks up a relationship with the robot, and it don't go well. <laughs> well. you want to see this in, because it's got two cast members from Star Wars Episode Seven. It, and even out here in the sticks, we're you know excited about saying. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a fine film. Oscar and Isaac, I think. Both of them are in it. <laughs> Both of them? X, I like the X name. Machine Names is the directorial <laughs> debut of Alex Garland, what wrote 28 Weeks Later, which I just found out was a sequel. What? What? You know you should see it because it has a measurement of quality dictated by diseased tomatoes ranking 91%. <laughs> 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 Dang. Don't let them go bad unless you're talking about movies. How can you have a sequel when it doesn't say number two after it? Well, a lot of things. They put the two at the beginning. Don't oh, make no sense. Man. This is going to be number two from my oh, guesstimation. Yeah. I didn't think you could have a movie without the word karate in the title, but I just found out. Why would you? Should have called it Karate Robot. Would have sold a lot more I'd go see that. As long as you call it Karate Robot 1, so I know what to expect. I, I think Do it, not compute. Hi-ya. That put Mr. Miyagi in there teaching him to catch flies with chopsticks. Yeah, there you Bet go. Bet a robot do that real good. I'd like to see a robot do that. Instead, this thing, you, and I, we don't get in the part where it used no. to be a machine, because that's then they're not in the title. It's an no. ex-machine. You no longer a machine. Yeah. Anyway, All right, what else we got then. in the mailbag? Well, I got one right here. Uh-oh. This next film's coming our way via a dispatch from Sundance City. Sundance City. Where they all seen it and declared it a real spitfire of oh. a film. Oh, did they? That and movie's this... made in Sundance City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is a film that speaks to my heart. Oh. Cowboys and gunfights. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. Like that. Now, don't be fooled by what the TVs and internets are saying. 
this is about some 16-year-old boy sitting all across the frontier in search of a woman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hope she's pretty. Now, believe you me, this here motion picture called Slow West got plenty of shooting and plenty of dying. Oh, that's yeah. good. My two favorite things next to scrambled eggs and a woman's warm space. You know how I like to lick it and stick it. <laughs> now here. Uh, like to rhyme it. Monk, oh, yeah. You know, I listen to hip-hop here and there. Now, Michael Fassbender stars, you what? remember as the guy who got an Oscar nominated for being a racist, and Kodai Smith McPhee, who no one really knows, even gives two bags of sawdust about until he plays Nightcrawler. Well, that was a mess. Now, y'all want to gonna get your eyes at this motion picture, because this here youngins is, as they say, hotly pursued by a gang of outlaws. Outlaws. I knew that's it. But don't get them corn-fused here. Being hotly pursued ain't exactly the same as hot pursuit. Oh, Being good. hotly pursued apparently has fewer tits involved. Oh. <laughs> You've been warned. Oh, You've been warned. You had me. <laughs> man, I gotta I gotta see that one, I man. I love tits. Time to close the mailbag. Oh. You pulled a fast bender on me. <laughs> and you need to bend over fast. <laughs> You think anyone learned anything about those movies? No, no. Oh. Did we help? No. We help. Well, the I, titles were in there. I know. was, <laughs> I was a little surprised because I saw um, some clips of Maggie with Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. before the official trailer came mm-hmm. out. I didn't know it was a zombie movie. I'm kind of bummed. What do you think mm-hmm. it was just it was about, li- like some sort of disease? No. Well, you would like to have she found that out. You're gets sick. Either that or I. What it does is it detracts a little bit, just a little bit, from his his acting. I thought it was going to be a real like drama, real like heart, oh. emotional, oh, you know, yeah. daughter with cancer. Yeah, it looked like he was stuff. going serious, right? Yeah, like swap yeah. out cancer for zombies. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, th- I was just I all could, thrown. I could tell An he was internal doing a, zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell he was doing a serious movie because as he was walking away from the camera, we saw the back of his head. His part started in the back of his head, like some sort of oh, dork, yeah. dorky guy, and then it started up to the side. I was like, that hair part to the side. That's, that's serious, serious actor. actor. Uh, yeah. Spike, he's doing action. Yeah, yep. right. Yeah. But yeah. weird part from the back to the front. <laughs> oh, serious. Good call. What is he wearing in uh, Jingle All the Way? Oh, I think it's like that's a, like a it's wavy, wavy and oh, like yeah. a oh that's the same as in last action hero. I yeah, it's like it's like a twins. Cat. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Twins hair. He had twins hair. I think twins, twins hair. hair. <laughs> uh, what else was in there that we actually? Oh, could I'm really looking talk forward about? to the Christian wig. Uh, I love that idea. I think it's gonna be hysterical. That trailer looked hilarious. Hilarious, yeah. and she's so messed up because I think every every now and then we say, oh gosh, if we had enough money, we could just buy a show. She does. Yeah. And it doesn't go well, but I have a feeling it finally does go well. I'm thinking it does. Oh, I'm sure it turns into like a complete uh, Truman Show type. being there type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I bet she's so real Mm -hmm. after she stops taking her, what do you guys call it? Her uh, special vitamins. Special vitamins. (laughs) What makes her from going kerflugi? Special vitamins. Kerflugi. I don't know why that. That Swedish chef would put it into the Old West. (laughs) Well, you know. (laughs) No, I'm actually looking forward to that one Same nonsense talk. Yeah. Kerflugi. And uh, uh, Slow West caught me by surprise because if you yeah. read all the descriptions, it sounds like, uh, you know, just a plotting western, sort of meditative one. Yeah, yeah it, but it's, no, it's goofy. Yeah. Kind of action packed. Action packed. Yeah. Got some goof really? in it. Yeah, yeah. And Ex Machina. Everyone said that movie's great. I disappointed. I haven't seen it yet. But I, um, I always love the existence of uh, what, what's the word you use for the western there? 
like uh, like those sort of thoughtful westerns. There's one called like uh, with the guy from Memento. Plotting? It's you called said, like the, did you oh. say plotting? Uh, meditative. Meditative the proposition. The proposition, yeah. and then there's uh, um, the killing of the coward Robert Ford. Mm-hmm. Very and and these two movies, I've tried to watch them numerous times. And first of all, coward Robert Ford, or the killing of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, is the most beautiful movie that's ever been shot ever. <laughs> I think. Uh, so I do need to get a Blu-ray copy someday. But I just can't watch it. They're just like they are these meditative westerns, and I so appreciate their existence while I am bored to tears. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ex Machina, that's the sequel to Her? Her? Right. <laughs> well, Who? no. But she comes to life, yes. right? Yeah. No, Who? but yes. Her? Her. Remember that? Her? That's Her? like one of those remember that movies. Once so, it's gone, it's... Oh, yeah. it won an Oscar, yeah, exactly. but still right. kind of gone. But it's, yeah. but it's gone. It's Yeah. yeah. Oh, just gone. It's so da- It's going to be so dated at a certain point. That yeah. It'll be, it'll, it'll be a time capsule. Do you have movie. a term for that? Because we say there's these movies that just disappear, and they are no longer referred to, shown anywhere. They just disappear. Chariots of Fire. It's our favorite. Well, we talked Oscar about- winners. Yeah. Oscar winner. A lot of them are Nobody Oscar winners. Nobody refers to it. It's not on anywhere. It's nothing. It's you don't want to watch it again. Mm-mm. You don't want to pop yeah. it in. You couldn't Drink. find it if you wanted to. It's not think. a pop in. Not it's at not all. A, no, it's not, not a pop in. It's not a, like when, it's not a Wednesday had a hard day six pack and nope. pop it in. You don't. <laughs> nah, yeah. you like you wouldn't go Chris see, Bueller. what is it, Empire of the Sun? Is that one no, of them? No, that's not a pop in. No, yeah. I would watch Spielberg. Ferris Bueller's a pop in. Yeah. I got to do some cleanup around the house. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Exactly. Did you know that sure. Jessica Lange won an Oscar for a movie called Blue Sky? Best actress. Ever uh, see it? Ever hear of it? I've Will heard, you ever heard again? Heard. Heard. <laughs> wow. Is that so like four or five years it. ago, right? Is that the Bertolucci movie? It was like 10, 15 years ago. That's what I meant. Still, that's not too long ago. <laughs> I, there are about a dozen boring movies like that that I say to every one of them, is that that Bertolucci movie? <laughs> there is a Bertolucci movie I can't think of that is like super boring and indicative of all these ones we keep talking about. You thinking about. of Barry Lyndon from Kubrick? Or no? <laughs> nope. No? It's Bertolucci. <laughs> Bertolucci? And it's not the a... conformist? It's... No. 1900? No. No, that one's okay. <laughs> It's like All right, well, listen, let's get on to some movie news. Oh, good. We're always excited. With, occasionally, we bring you the, the latest, right? A little mm-hmm. segment here where we go over headlines. But this is a full-on exciting thing. Um, wow. Avengers Age of Ultron made $900 million wow. over the weekend. Is that the real? I'm pretty sure that's that 90, that 90, that $900 million is a lot. Paul, no. Paul's real good with math. $900 million? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Just like our friends back here. <laughs> Warner Brothers, owners of DC Comics, whose Batman versus Superman won't be out for a year, not to be outdone, Flex their competitive muscle by premiering a brand new press release. Whoa. Ooh. Such oh. is their way. Uh, not only that, they held their very own Apple and Marvel style press conference to announce oh, their upcoming schedule. Uh, let's go to that now. Let's hear a little excerpt from it. Let me just play it here on the old machine. Okay, go. All right, everyone, uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, even though the Avengers is everything everybody's talking about, we wanted to let you know that. Over the next couple years, you have as much to expect from DC Comics and Warner Brothers Studios as you do from Marvel Studios. Mm. Yeah, so. but uh, why are you here today? Okay, okay. well today, I'm revealing, we're revealing, very proudly, mm-hmm. something just as exciting as the Avengers, like us. So the, 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 this right here is the picture of one of our movies. It's Suicide Squad. Here you go. It's a picture of Suicide Squad. Now, that'll be out next August. That's right. There's only one Christmas left before Suicide Squad. So does anybody else um, have anything uh, else? Excuse me. Is that it? That's the announcement? 
Oh, no, no, that's not the only exciting press release you can expect from DC Comics okay. and Warner Brothers. No, 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 we've got a whole lot more. Well, Ant-Man's coming out in two months. Yes, oh, okay, okay. So Marvel does have another whole movie coming out in two months, but but this coming June, yes, you're going to read a lot mm -hmm. about Marvel Studios' Ant-Man, but I am here to tell you that Warner Brothers has something spectacular planned for the exact same week. Ooh. Oh, all right, good. Warner Brothers and DC Comics will be revealing to the public for the very first time a picture of Jimmy Olsen. Okay, I have a so, follow-up question. Yeah. Uh, who cares? <laughs> now, now, I'm sure you can imagine seeing something like that. You know, I mean, you got to imagine it'll make you feel the thrill of adventure that comes from DC Comics. Can, can't you imagine that? I just wanted to say, I, I think Marvel's teasers are very cool. These are lame. I know some people think it's cool. Yes, they have the, in the, they put the scenes in the credits, Marvel uh -huh. Studios, but I, I think that they're artificially hyping their audience oh. by including a scene at the end of uh, all the other movies that pre-advertises their movie that's coming out soon. I you know, me, I'm like a living that, so I'm here, oh. you know. Okay, do, let's get down to it. Do you have any other movies coming out? Sure, sure. Oh, we, okay. Absolutely. We have, yeah, of course we have whole movies coming out, not just pictures. And so you might remember that Marvel announced a year ago that the third Avengers movie, the sequel to the movie that just came out and made all the money, will be split into two movies, uh -huh, Infinity yeah. Wars Part 1 and 2. Well, I am here to show you something extremely exciting. Under this velour cloth, uh -huh. I have... The PR arm of DC Comics and Warner Brothers' newest press release. Uh -huh. Do you want to see it? Yes. Yeah, whatever. It. Here it Fine. is. Great. Us two. Uh, uh -huh. By that I mean I another comic book company also got the idea to make two sequels to Batman vs. Superman, which comes out in a year and a month. Yeah, that's like 12 Marvel movies from now. Okay, two movies, maybe. After Marvel... Two, we're making two movies. Now, excuse me. Just want to get this right. Marvel announced doing the same thing. Yeah, but we're making two movies. Uh, they, okay, they said So we're first. making... Yeah, I mean, but 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 ours yeah. has Batman and Superman. So, that, I mean, that's the two things we make that you like. Okay. I mean, and we've got an Instagram of Aquaman's Trident is currently slated for release on November 20th. That's about the same time the first picture of Iron Man and Captain America in Civil War. Yeah, but then Civil War comes out, and you moved your movie, you know, so I, it's even going to come out after that. Listen. I want to tell you that I really enjoyed the hors d'oeuvres. <laughs> okay, I have a question. What company? I, have you tried the box of wine? We've got a box of wine Thank here. You. I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying, we're trying to appeal to you Can people. Can I keep the centerpiece? You okay, keep? but what company combines properties like that out of desperation? Look, this is a grand tradition. This is, this is, when you're a vibrant company, you combine things like Frankenstein versus Dracula or Freddy versus Jason or, or, or Alien versus Predator. We're just like that. You know, it's uh, fresh and me, vibrant and not you, a retread in any way. Do you validate parking? Actually, All right, get the hell out of actually, here. What are you, uh, There's the guy from. Uh, <laughs> the fuck's going on over there? I was sitting on that joke. I was sitting on that joke. There's going on. the last thing I said. Karen totally swoops in on it. Gotta pull the trigger. Well, I was waiting for a dull moment. Yeah. Like no, I just shove it in yep. there. I and just I gonna, keep going. I don't care if it's all lubed up. I just shove it <laughs> in there. If you go to Vimeo and watch the show, you can watch these two fighting over the, punch, the improvised punchline that just came up. All right, well, enough of that nonsense. Let's get on to entirely different nonsense that will again employ that sound effect you just heard. It's time for our guest segment with Mike Burns. Hey. Oh, wow. oh, thanks, you know guys. Mike Burns from earlier in the show. Yeah. 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 That's what did he say? He was talking about bajungas or something? I, you know what? I am still laughing I, about I, Hillbilly Cop and Unga Bunga Boots. <laughs> Unga Bunga Boots! <laughs> Alternate title. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Write yeah. that down for the title. Unga Bunga. Tweet it! <laughs>
Tweet hard. that shit. <laughs> Periscope it. That's good shit. We used to. Welcome. Did, where did you grow up, Mike? Uh, in Michigan. I grew up in Ohio, and Unga Bunga was something we would would scream as kids, like when really? we were playing Captain like Caveman. Unga Bunga, Unga Bunga, yeah, Captain oh, Caveman. Captain Caveman. Is that where it came from? Yeah, I, I just like it as a. <laughs> It, in various hey, in various hey, ways man. though, like those are some unga bunga boobs. <laughs> also, unga-bunga. you know, she, very you primal. Could, you could say, oh, very, well, yeah. with Sofia Vergara, uh, you could you could make some sort of a, a wild racist comment out of saying like with their unga bunga talk, you know. you know, you know, like what's the chick's name? Uh, you know, the one with the big cans and the unga bunga talk. <laughs> She's on that, uh, she's on that, uh, you know, the, with the families that are, you know, the different sexual uh, type of things that, you know, we don't do, but it's like, okay, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, speaking no. of that Unga no, Bunga talk. Bundy on it. Al Bundy sucks on him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't Seth MacFarlane say something about that at the Oscars when he said, let's bring out Selma Hayek and Javier Bardem and pretend we know what they're saying. Or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> he didn't come back. <laughs> you can tell what they're saying. That's why it's okay. Yeah, if you yeah, really exactly. couldn't, it would just no. It would be mean, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about. Uh, we had a big talk about dad boner at the top of the show. This okay. is the thing. Why wouldn't you? That kind of got you mm-hmm. some uh, national acclaim, and it's become a book. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have the book right here. Yeah, yeah. Power here moves the table. Mm-hmm. with yes. Carl Welzine. It's fun. Yeah. Written I'll by Carl. Written my, by na- Carl. my name's <laughs> not on the book anywhere. I noticed that. The, yeah, it is in the in the like third page where the because of the copyright. Ah, uh, because okay. of copyright laws, my name has to be in there. Well, this is interesting. But other than that, not this, at all. This is the interesting thing. Now, I, I need to hear a little bit about the inception of this because we hadn't talked in a while, and then all of a sudden, there was just this huge. I was seeing your name all over the place, and I was like, "What has happened?" And so I did not know about Dad Boner, and how that sort of came about. There was a big mystery, and people really tried to figure out who this was because because it's a it's an account, a Twitter account that is claiming to be. Carl Welsing. Right. And, and that, went, that went on for a long time. Yeah. And Did you enjoy that? But go, go in depth for little folks who may not know this, and then we'll yeah, jump yeah, over yeah. and start following. Give a little... Okay. What is this? Okay. <laughs> who are you? Who are you? What are you doing here? I, I, I started an account ran by a fake guy who lived in the Midwest, and he just wrote down what he did in his everyday life. And I kept it very uh, realistic feeling. Uh, for so long, and never broke character, never tweeted at someone, never used hashtags, okay. never uh, uh, broke character whatsoever, to the extent that it became, I guess, Kaufman-esque, and, yeah. and then people started to follow it because, uh, I guess, they liked it. You know, they liked the story, and it was just an ongoing story. There's no just singular tweets. And... Um, Sorry, I haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. I, used to, I used to do this all the time. It's like, oh, I used to have a spiel. Yeah. a spiel that I'll just roll out. Um, How many it, followers did you end up with? Uh, There's around like 147,000 now. Cool. And cool. it just never got up into that million range because there are there is no interaction. And that's when you really grow mm-hmm. as a Twitter account is when you start to get... Um, back, more back and forth, back and forth. So he has plenty of retweets. Well, what consider- was the logic? I'm sorry. What was the logic behind not interacting? Did you think it made it more to, believable? And it did. You know, but doesn't interacting cool. make it sound feel more believable? No, because he did? doesn't know what Twitter is, and that oh. was the fi- <laughs> that was the final reveal. Was that? Did you he, see the picture? That he of was him. he was not on Twitter. He does not. Re- He's do not on Twitter. Yeah. He's not on Twitter. This was just he was writing this down uh, at home in a journal. 
or on toilet oh, paper rolls or on pieces of paper. And and you're just it's just like a television show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And of course, when you watch Cheers, you wouldn't be like, what? Cheers isn't real. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, Sam Malone yeah. would never turn to the camera and say, hey, thanks for watching Cheers. <laughs> I, I love you this. Know, I just yeah. opened up to page 70. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing, except for a Twitter account. I opened up to page 74 randomly and he says in here, I spent 45 minutes taking a toilet nap. I've done that before. Used to do it. I know what that is. Used to do it. You, you gotta have a wall near when you. When you're though, at right? work, well, you can do it that way, or you can just put your hands on your knees. Oh wow! Or lean to the side. So, I had a job in Chicago. I used to design baby clothes, and when I lived in New York, love that. By I the way, I would go into the stall. Yeah. I'd be so hungover. You know, I, I would be six a.m. hungover. It's nine o'clock in the morning, and I learned that if you go in the bathroom. You shut the stall door and you drop your pants down. No one's going to ask you what you were doing in there. No one wants to hear you say, I have diarrhea. And who? Diarrhea can last for. Uh, you know, two hours, an hour, half hour, whatever you decide. And they know where you are. <laughs> they know where they And yeah. if someone walks in, sees your shoes, they come in a half hour later, shoes are still in there. No one wants to engage and hear about someone's <laughs> diarrhea problem. Maybe you have an illness. Maybe you have a medical condition. No one wants You're to know right. about no it. No one will broach that topic. No, no matter how flagrant you've hours. been. Yes. Where were you? I was in the restroom. I am not lying. No, Would you like you. to know more, supervisor person? No? I'm sure you don't. Hey, what are you going to fire me because I have diarrhea all the time? Every day? But right after lunch? Sometimes in the morning? I don't look well? I look dehydrated? Well, of course I look dehydrated. I have diarrhea all the time. I'm not hungover. I have a dehydration problem due to my diarrhea. That's why the Pedialyte's on my desktop. You stupid idiot, Cindy. You stupid idiot. That's Great. the best. When a rant ends with a specific name like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right, Cindy. You should write an office survival guide for that shitty office job. We all had it. A lot of this is based on... Oh, okay. A good majority are based on real things that I've done or my friends have done. Yeah, there's a lot of truth in it. Again, that's why it felt, I think, real, was that I didn't take it too far, even though it is slightly uh, uh, insane yeah. at times. He likes the Tigers. He drinks too much, he right? The Tigers <laughs> drinks too much, and he's a relatable guy. There's a yeah. lot of this character in most people, and I think that's why uh, a lot of people really like it. You're either you're either you're either this guy or you know this guy, so you're laughing at him, you're laughing with him. Um, either way works, I guess. Comedia. Very famously, the very first tweet <laughs> is just such a thing that really looking just, forward to the weekend, you guys. <laughs> it's his, and, it, and it goes up every single Thursday. Every single Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> really looking forward to uh, the weekend. Unless I uh, I am busy personally, uh -huh. and I just take time off and I step away from the account for two to three weeks because I have I don't have enough time to devote to it to make it properly written and i don't want to just put up half-assed yeah. things and just filler so i just look at it as like a television hiatus that's you great know? you know better call Saul's not on this week because the yeah. super bowl's yeah. on which is you know in that sort of <laughs> dad boner's not on this week because i went on a bender or there's like a you know, red wings are in the playoffs or it's super bowl weekend or you have a similar uh uh work method method to steve martin who was talking about his Twitter feed, and he says, I don't abbreviate, and I will use all the punctu punctuation. So he, it's a challenge to himself to get into the 140 words 
you know, and I imagine he doesn't put anything up in a rush like like that. You no, know, he's like, I got something all. I want to say, and I'm just I don't have a lot of time to say. He'll be like, I'm going to sit on that to come back and write it exactly how my whole feed. So there's a consistency to the feed that pays right. off. And it, it is, and and I write them in blasts where I would I would just have a mood strike me or something inspired me, and I would get a 12-pack of Bud Light and have a Friday afternoon off, and I'd put headphones on and listen to uh, like Motley Crue's Too yeah. Fast for Love <laughs> on loop, like the same song, literally for, for two to three hours. Now you've moved on to Stephen oh, wow. King's and, methodology. And just... <laughs> and just and try and uh, harness the emotion of that specific song or Mick Mars's specific uh, guitar tone and try and do some sort of alchemy sure. and make it into the story and make the story feel like that guitar tone made me feel. And that sounds insane and like a no. fucking asshole. No, but no, great. no but that, I, I that's love really, that. And artistic. you know what? You get in that zone, you're, you're hungover mm. and you're drinking it off with domestic beers. And you just, <laughs> you just feel, you never felt, you never feel that good from alcohol unless you've been super hungover. And that's like sixth Bud Light or Budweiser or Miller Light that you get in you. And now you're just even and the music's <laughs> up and you're, it's sunshine and you got the day off and you're going to crash at like 830. You're going down <laughs> for those, for that sweet moment and that's what i would do is sit there and just plow out storylines nice. um and they would be one after the other and the constraints of twitter i think is what made that uh consistently funny was that i had to make sure that each one i tried not to just use filler storylines i tried to make every single moment a joke wow. so it's and then when you stack it all up i took all of the the twitter feed for the first year of it and um rewrote it into a journal uh, oh, cool. which is quite a bit of rewriting i think it took me longer to write this book based on the twitter feed than it would have been to not have had the twitter feed in the yeah. first place because you're just free writing something mm -hmm. whereas this is you're sitting there and editing and and, yeah. and you, know, you have to reread and reread and then rewrite as opposed to just you know typing out and it's called Power Moves, if we didn't mention Power, power Moves. moves. Did you get into Twitter right when it started? Were you one of the pioneers? I was a little behind. I was, I was um, not too far, maybe half a year to, to... That's not bad. I think I just got into it a year ago, so I mean, that's fantastic. But I just could not crack it. I couldn't crack it with my own. Partially, I, yeah, I, no. I, I had Mike underscore Burns underscore. That was the closest <laughs> I could get. Now it's Pizza Nachos 69. You want to follow that. <laughs> um, but I could just never get past it. And, and one day I was sitting there and I was watching... I think like Larry the Cable Guy, and I wrote down in a notebook, um, drunkenly, <laughs> if you, like inspiration to myself, if you just all of a sudden start to gain as much weight as you can, grow a ponytail, grow your beard out, um, turn yourself into a character, and then do your stand-up that way, then mm. do stand-up also, it's like your material <clears throat> might be better received than it is now. And you could become famous from that. <laughs> I know, wrote this down, and I had this this oh this that makes so much that, that yeah. makes so much Absolutely. sense if you just change your image from being this this regular well, six foot tall, hundred and sixty pound white guy looks like someone who's really articulate and really on top of his shit. But if you look like a mess and you're still articulate, well, do you know who? So instead, I just made, yeah. I made this. That's yeah. brilliant. Dan Whitney. Brilliant. You know Daniel Whitney, right? So yeah. did you yeah. ever watch his material as Daniel yeah. Whitney? Yeah. It doesn't work. It does not work. Mitch but Hedberg. This was a lot easier than gaining seventy five mm. pounds. Yeah, it's healthier. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wait, who's healthier. Daniel Whitney? 
Dan Whitney is Larry the Cable Larry Guy. Larry the Cable really. Guy, yeah. yeah. But I was just watching Mitch Hedberg from 1995, and he's not the hippy-dippy stoner guy. He's doing the same material, but he doesn't have that affectation. It takes a long time to find your voice. Yeah, it does. And so yeah. that's brilliant. I wish I, wish I could figure really it out. Absurdist. Louis yeah. C.K. used to have really like absurd, twisty, turny, kind of strange little... Like absurdist things that he said. Well, among other appearances that uh, you made, you said you went around and did your spiel a lot to about the book and about the feed. You were on Vice, mm-hmm. which I love Vice. Um, and you we had a full profile on there, which you can find if jumping on YouTube. Uh, it's pretty YouTube. cool. It's really cool. It was it, it was very cool. Yeah. It was a specific moment in my life, and, and my life has changed since then just because I've aged a bit and matured a, a little. But, yeah, that, that was... To have someone make a documentary on you and do it really well, They're really well. Erin Lee Carr shot that and and uh, directed it, and she's moved on to, you know, do far greater things. I think okay. she works maybe for the New York Times now, oh, okay. uh, or some other side company. Her her dad is a is a famous uh, writer for the Times, who just passed away. But she did an amazing job, mm. and I was so shocked at how well that came out. Well, I want to play a clip from it, and it's not one of the more hilarious ones, but I found it a really insightful thing you said towards the end of this 15-minute piece. On wow. That's cool. It's fucking heartbreaking, and it's sad. And a lot of times, people, it doesn't work out for everyone. Everyone can't get the gold ring. There are a lot of people who are going to wake up one day and be 45, 50 years old, broke, because they just wanted to make people laugh, and they couldn't give it up when it didn't work out. It's a sickness. You, know, you need to go do it or otherwise you start to feel bad. If you don't have that outlet, like a drug addiction, it'll ruin your life. <laughs> well, my thoughts on stand-up comedy. Right on. I have that. I mean, I, yeah. I don't have any other skills. Yeah. We, we set out to make comedy work, and if it doesn't work, I, I don't know what I do. I don't know. I, this is I, all I, I do. I don't know how to... I don't even know how to think about not trying to do this. It's the only thing I know how to try to do every day. I used to have a career as a baby clothes designer. And I, <laughs> I moved here after doing that for eight years. And I got a job as a clerk in a, in a, in a clothing boutique and just you know made eight bucks an hour, nine bucks an hour. And I'm like, no, we're not here. And I turned down good job offers. So I didn't want that money. I didn't want that money to make me not have to pursue this harder. You know, you get very, very comfortable. And I wrote a good majority of this at that job on my laptop. Mm. And I would, you know, I would say, time to write for your life. Like, write you write your way out of here. You know, almost like yeah. if I fight hard enough on these keys, <laughs> I cannot have to work here anymore. And I can go off and, and, and live that's inspiring. A, a job, live a life uh, that's supported by a job that I actually want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just never wanted money from something that, I didn't want the money from, you know, when I, ha- I'm, I'm divorced, you know, and that's, that's, I think in the vice documentary, but I was, was married yeah. and I, and I had a, had a lovely, lovely wife and a lovely condo and a, a nice job. But then I started to do uh, comedy because I went and saw schadenfreude. Oh no, Adam. that's Adam's group. That's Adam's group. <laughs> I went and saw, I went and saw schadenfreude and it made me laugh Well, you so went hard. to grade school with Kate James I went from to schadenfreude. Gra- I went to grade Full school disclosure. with Kate James from schadenfreude <laughs> and I, and crazy pants, uh, but, uh, Justin's character. Yes. Um, uh, For anybody who doesn't know, anyway. Crazy Pants, the sketch, is a doctor tries to tell a man that he has cancer, and a weird guy with no shirt and some weird pants starts dancing around behind the doctor, and it's just the guy the doctor keeps in the closet. And he can't get out this terrible prognosis to the guy because he has to keep yelling at Crazy Pants. 
Yeah. It's a very strange <laughs> hey, sketch. I, that's happened to me. It's kind of vintage. <laughs> but I saw that. Crazy pants, not now. Obamacare. <laughs> I saw that I asked how I could do that, and I took improv classes, and then I started to do stand-up, and then it became the drug that I needed more than my job, more than my wife, more than my house. I All I wanted to do was write and perform comedy, stand-up comedy or improv comedy or sketch comedy. And in Chicago, doing sketch, improv, and stand-up, you could perform eight to nine times a week. Absolutely. And you could make a little bit of a living, because we used to live in Chicago, and between doing children's theater and stand-up, like we would go do corporate gigs, mm-hmm. doing corporate two-person money. comedy shows, and also doing, every now and then, Second City, we would do some business theater voiceover and this and that. We made a sort of a living here is hard as hell. Yeah. You don't have those little interstitial place, gigs. Place mm-hmm. just saturated. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. But very, it is. It's scary. Yeah. I'm oh, it's fucked. frightening. I mean, yeah. this is it. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's gonna. What happens when I'm sixty? And I've had, you know, little writing jobs here and there, and I have no health insurance, and I get ass cancer. You know what, what happens? Uh, what happens? I don't cancer. have kids to take care of me. We don't either. Oh my <laughs> god! If you figure it out, could you tell us? Because we have the same problem. But take away the ass cancer. How my parents take save money? I, I really, that's really, that's kind of maybe. Know. I don't know. Maybe. But, but you take away the ass cancer from that, <laughs> and you're and all the other things. You're sixty, and you're doing. You're still not going to stop, though, are you? You can't you stop. you got to keep stop. writing comedy. What are you going to do? Keep writing comedy. All keep right. putting things here's together. The See if they are money-making ventures for your comedy I, drug. I think here's the deal. I was talking to a, a guy that I do personal assistant work for, and that's just a survival gig. You do it a couple days a week, just yeah. piecing shit together so you can come here and be funny and meet nice people like you. But um, he and I were talking, and he said, don't think of it that you won't have anywhere to retire to. Think of it that you've lived your whole life doing what you love, and other people settle until they're 70 and then do what they love until they die. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you they don't get, have to they get like a two-year window. That's, that's we, absolutely correct. My, I've, done and you know, I've done so many things that I would be very, you know, I wouldn't be happy to die now. But yeah. I've done a lot of really cool stuff. You're never waiting. Like simple things like being given really nice baseball tickets. You know, yes. like, yes. that's what makes it worth it. It's not the payday. It's that someone gave me front row Dodger, t- oh. Dodger yes. seats behind home plate to go see the Detroit Tigers. Oh, you know, yes. and that those little moments like, I'm broke. You know, I'll have yeah. that moment yeah. like, I don't have any money. Like you but can't I pay have for parking. Two thousand yeah. dollars seats. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't have bought these oh, yeah. if I had you know, money, but what? I have no money and I can have the tickets. I'm irresponsible. I'm taking the tickets. <laughs> you I'm know, taking the car. The thing is, Paul and I were uh it's also people love that you're following your dreams. We were on this cruise, which we take every year, which we can't afford, <laughs> but we find a way to charge it or something. But we take this cruise, and when you're on there, you make friends with people who are retired who do have money who have lived their life doing things that you know they can actually retire but what's so neat is when they talk to you because we're a lot younger than the other people you talk to them and they go we're gonna take you out and get you a lobster dinner because we love the tenacity that you have to try to live your life and we did and we had a fucking blast and And, they're awesome and they're good friends now good friends and and they just want to be Involved in what, in what this is, the crazy that we're in, because yeah, not everyone has the fun. balls to do it. It's fun. It's crazy. Yeah. You know why you take that? Do you know why you go on that cruise? Because we could all be dead tomorrow. Like it's just, it's just, you know, it's like, and that's the other reason. Like you know, I do comedy and all this other sort of stuff. That's pretty lofty dreams. It's like, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I don't know. I why. 
I mean, I eventually I hope to, you know, prepare and save money and retire and all that sort of stuff. That's fine. That's out there. That's I know that's something I got to get a uh, handle on. But, you know. Uh, my dad retired early at 50, uh, 58. Mine did too. Died at 59. Oh. Yeah. In his sleep, promptly. Wow. It happens. It's very, very common. Scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Uh, the uh, My sister, about 20 years ago, told me, what if you could choose one or the other, which would it be, security or freedom? Mm. And I think artists always choose oh, freedom, yeah. hoping it leads to security. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't always, but yeah. you kind of live that freedom. Uh, for better or for worse. I had this discussion with uh, Pete Holmes, who's a comedian, oh, um, yeah. uh, about how comedians fight so hard to become a comedian uh, and do comedy for the for a living so they don't have to have an office job. Yes. And then yes. you'll probably yeah. end up going to an office and sitting <laughs> at a desk to do, for your job. Yeah. You know, your yeah, yeah. the surrounding unless you want to continue to be a road comic forever and fly to Wisconsin. Yeah, but if you want to write for something or Which a lot of my friends do and and There's something would, wonderful about that. There's something too. wonderful about it. I went on tour and went across the country um, doing shows for the book, right? for the book. Matt and, I, Bronger? and I did stand up with Matt Bronger. Friend um, of the show. And then uh, usually picked up whatever buddies were in town or a couple uh, yeah. a couple of new kids from, you know, if we were in Kansas. Like, who's the, who's the two best stand-up comics in Kansas? We'd have them on. And it was amazing, but it beat the shit out of me. Uh, yeah. Like, it just beat me down so bad. And that probably because... Maybe I drank too much. <laughs> maybe if you did it all, maybe if you did it as a as a living all the time, you wouldn't necessarily do that. But it beat me up so bad that it's like, man, the desk sounds good. <laughs> that sounds really nice. Sounds really nice. Do you have a nice. desk at uh, ridiculousness? Um, uh, we have we have a desk. We have a desk. <laughs> we have a desk. No, we have a uh, actually we're a little anapon. Actually, we're gonna uh, probably be good for you upstairs uh, office. Uh, I, it's not important. <laughs> there's something great too about the idea that you can telecommute though because that kind of takes away that scary thing of if you do get a writing job you could actually telecommute to work so you don't have to go to their desk you can use your desk at home sure, sure. your desk is always better than their desk yeah oh yeah. if you're comparing absolutely yeah, my desk is saying. an armchair Exactly. <laughs> or you could be taking a nap on the toilet. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. No, no one has, no one gots to know. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's get to what we ask every guest oh, yeah. on our show. What's your favorite movie of all time? Boogie Nights. Nice. Boom. Nice. You were right there with it. Nice. Boogie Nights. That's right a great there. movie. What do you like about it? It's so funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Sexy. It's Long sexy. Story. Yeah. It's everything. It is everything. It's everything. And and it, it's from a, a, a simpler time. Um, the the set designs are incredible. Uh, you know the costumes. The goal? women were so beautiful. The life goal. Amazing. I want it's one Paul of those Thomas houses Anderson. so bad. Yeah. Like just uh, left and untouched with those lamps and the rugs and the wood paneling. Love to have that. In, in you know, in deep in the valley. Yeah. And, yep. and, and have one of those would be just with the bougainvillea amazing. all over the place. Yeah. It, it, that movie has so many different layers to it. Uh, in different sections that you forget if you haven't yeah. watched it in a while, mm-hmm. you pop it on and it's. I can't listen to ninety nine Luff Balloons the same. Uh, Isn't that the one near in, when it gets to be the part 80s? of the awesome mixtape? Yeah, Alfred Molina's awesome mixtape. Oh my god, that and Jesse's girl. Jesse's girl. Is it ninety nine Luff Balloons? I think it, when he starts when the Maybe. crazy in he's the eighties, he's throwing the firecrackers. Throwing the firecrackers. Just, yeah, there's a brilliant uh, move in there where uh, Jesse's girl is playing mm-hmm. Alfred Molina's. Going nuts, right? Yeah. The, the 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 young guys throwing the firecrackers in the air. Thomas Jane is just itching to get this 
and the drug just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And there's just a long shot on Wahlberg, oh, and he's yeah. just watching. Yes. And you can oh. just see, and he doesn't even like overact it. He just is. You can see he's going to make a choice to either jump in full and end his life probably uh. in this horrible shootout, or get out of there. And of course. Uh, he gets out of there, so it's been twenty years. But uh, <laughs> but I just love that shot. It holds for about a minute, which is a oh, long he's time. Just, and he he's so gone. Yeah. He's he's just yeah. in his head. Yeah, yeah. he's broken. Just, he's a broken man. I mean, you could go on and on. You could yeah. dissect that yeah, movie forever. Pretty masterful because it's direction. made by a masterful filmmaker. The 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 firecrackers. The the fact that you know they're in this tense situation and somebody's dropping firecrackers that are constantly exploding is the one is like almost Hitchcockian devices that I'm so I so love that device. And then so and they're sitting there. They're already nervous. They're afraid someone may shoot them. And someone's constantly dropping firecrackers and boom and boom just to put you so on edge and put the audience so on edge and, and 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 you're like we don't know what's happening and we're getting more and more on edge and then now for melina goes they're, they're like looking and the guy lights a firecracker and it pops up and now for melina looks back at him and then looks at them and goes he's chinese yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's constantly going on it's, yeah it's, it's like breaking that why. pattern with a laugh you know <laughs> and you, he's chinese half of the movie you don't know whether to laugh at or just feel bad yeah like when uh, when william h macy catches his wife oh, like oh out of here. Yeah. You're embarrassing me. It's so <laughs> funny. And then oh, it's so Scotty. sad. And then who is the uh, overweight, uh, rotund guy oh, with the beard? Philip Seymour Hoffman? Philip Seymour. Or? No, dark oh, beard. He's a, oh, he's a Ricky magician. Jay. Ricky yeah. Jay yeah, yeah, yeah. is so good in that. <laughs> yes. And then after you see the Ricky Jay documentary, if you yeah. enjoyed that, oh, it makes you appreciate movie. Ricky Jay that much more. Um, oh, there's a good just, impersonation to do. Oh, we're yeah. always listing impersonations we want to do. Like nobody, that nobody does. does. Ricky J. Ricky J. Learn that opening narrate, Magnolia. Narrates Magnolia. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I love when Julia Moore is explaining to Dirk Diggler about how to do the sex scene, and she's explaining it to him like I think my mom explained to me how to do laundry. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. just like, okay, honey. So what you're gonna do is you're just gonna go. And I know. Get, and are you great. hard enough? Can, do can, you want, I, can I? Can I make it sexy? Can I make it sexy? <laughs> <laughs> she's so amazing. It's so well thought out. So Every motherly. Moment. So motherly. That's some hot laundry you're doing there, Karen. <laughs> and they intercut between the the film of what the uh, viewer is seeing, which is a hot fuck scene, yeah. and then back to what's really mm-hmm. happening, which is this motherly mm-hmm. mom and son like teaching him how to roll dough to make cookies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and there's another That's confident true. long shot just zooming in on the camera, pointing mm. at them, but yeah. pointing at the, the actual camera. Amazing. And the filmmakers around it, and they kind of were like, yeah, given that slow take is the first time they, they see Diggler it. with no pants so and yeah, going out. at it. And it's, it, I mean, that movie is amazing. We got to change mags. Do it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Those are great names. I mean, there's so many great quotes uh, in that movie. Yeah, that's the future of our industry. Amateurs on videotape. Oh, he's so indignant. <laughs> that scene. Reynolds and is the best. And Burt Reynolds oh. is amazing oh, in that movie. John C. Riley. Oh. Who do you bench press? You see Star Wars? You see Star it's Wars? so good. <laughs> you, could, you could go on. His shirts are always too tight. Oh, my God, so so tight. Good. Oh, Let's go from uh, one of the greatest movies of all time, certainly in Boogie Nights, to... What did you see this week? 
That's our What Did You See This Week theme. Soon we'll have a flaws theme for Bart's comments on women, female celebrities. What did What did anybody see this week? Anything? I saw. Anybody see anything that might have been on theater? Oh, what was that? Oh, wait, let's go Bart first. Let's start with Bart and the TBS report. Well, I saw Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2. Okay. And, uh... Does anyone know when Back to the Future 2 takes place? 2015. 2015. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's You're really, living in it. It's Flying really funny because um, obviously they missed the mark on a bunch of things. But one of the things. Right. A couple. One of the things is they, they did kind of predict that TVs would be everywhere, right? Oh, and that, and they would true. be saturated with TV monitors. But back in 1985 when they made the movie, we didn't have flat screen TVs. So the TVs oh. that everyone has are these huge <laughs> tube, picture tube TVs that's that funny. are everywhere. Oh, that's so um, funny. And what I noticed is that the, number two, the Back to the Future 2, really is, is so much less a movie. Yeah. It has almost none of the charm of the first one. Um, it feels all very forced and, and hokey and, and cheesy, but it makes you, be- makes you appreciate the first one so much more. It, it was such a great movie, and it's and much like Jurassic Park, which actually I saw right after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, TNT was or TBS was on fire. On this fire, week on fire, <laughs> in fuego. Because we've said this about Jurassic Park that it's such a movie, movie. It's so movie. Everything mm-hmm. about it is so movie. And Back to the Future <laughs> it loves being a movie. And Back yeah. to the Future is the same way. It's just not as yeah. heavy handed, not not as dramatic. But I mean, they're clearly sets, and it's clearly a backlot, and it's clearly you know. A movie, you, but it's so you, charming. You can make such a study, and my favorite two are Die Hard and Superman the movie. The d- precipitous drop in sequel, in what those sequels are like, oh. versus the classic, epic, beautiful, widescreen of like Die Hard and Superman, they are just these sort of widescreen masterpieces. Everybody was firing on all cylinders and had to work their ass off because there were clearly doubts that any of this could be pulled off. You can't. Bruce Willis isn't a, uh, uh, an action hero. What? This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know, Superman. Superman is a movie. You know, like they're fighting against all this stuff. Then they've proven themselves, and then they just get lazy. Yeah. Super lazy. <laughs> and then and then it's done. It's no longer that widescreen for the sequels. They're a little more smushed. They're a little more ready for TV. You know, and that's sort of the, anyway. It's like, yeah, it's I, I think the Back difference. The future, same I way. think the it's difference between a lot of those. Movies movies is that uh, the big, the first one is an adventure movie mm-hmm. and then the second one is just an action movie yeah action's yeah. Oh, happening yeah. but action. die hard is an adventure through nakatomi tower yeah back to the future is a an adventure yeah thrilling you know, throughout time mm-hmm. throughout hill valley yes. going through hill valley and we're seeing all the, the locations and then you have the second uh, version which is like you said it's just sad. More yeah. stuff. It's just sad. More stuff. <laughs> and there and there's a a time travel loop that is really sticky in the end of the first one, beginning yep. of the second one that you can't resolve, now, right? But I gotta create a law. Lo- Where he sees himself getting shot. Yeah. Or he sees Doc getting shot, and oh, he's there. Oh, there's another one that's a problem in that, too. Which but is, as with uh, all time travel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh. Well, they set up a whole thing about when you go back in time, <laughs> you start a new timeline. Right. Mm-hmm. But when Biff steals... The almanac and goes back in time to give it to himself. Yes. He comes back to the same time immediately. Flaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, back to the Future feels more intimate because of the lighting. Also, almost the entire movie, it's dark. Oh, yeah, yeah, dark yeah. in the parking oh, yeah, the, lot. The feel yeah. is dark in yeah. Marty's room. Mm-hmm. It's dark in Doc's uh, office. It's it's dark when he lands the, in Hill yeah. Valley, nineteen fifty five. It's dark at the dance. Right. Almost the entire movie is darkness. So you feel very. Uh, like intimately and involved with the characters, <laughs> and then Back to the Future Two is just bright sunlight. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everything you can see the flaws and the everything looks fake. Mm-hmm. It looks like a movie as opposed to actually seeing something take. And place. there was another funny moment where um, 
where he's watching a billboard uh, talk about the Cubs have won the World Series. And uh, do you know the team that the Cubs have beaten to win the World Series in 2015? No. Miami, which back in 1985 <laughs> was a joke because Miami didn't have a baseball team. <laughs> <that exists. laughs> they got that right. They yeah. got that right. Uh, you see anything, Mike? You know what? I haven't seen a film since Furious uh, 7. Seven? Well, I have not. And that counts. It, I really blew my wad on that. Now, have um, you seen all of them? And, and, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen okay, them all. I, I love them. I'm just getting caught up. Uh, in fact, this week I watched Furious 1 through 4, and I'm watching 5 through 6, and then I'm going to go see 7. Well, the, the reason I haven't is that I finally pulled the trigger on Friday Night Lights on Netflix, okay. which I never watched, uh-huh. and now that's all that matters. To yeah. <laughs> Every time Nothing you sit ma- down to eat, anytime you have a free second, you go back to it. After this, yeah. I have to go home because yep. I know my girlfriend is at home like... And she's and she's itching. Yeah. She's itching, and she'll watch an episode. Oh my! God. She'll watch an episode. You're so domesticated. She'll yeah. fucking so do it. Funny. We we do that. Like if he's <laughs> if we're trying to watch something, I'd love better call Saul, and I know that there's the finale or something of the season. And he's off. Like oh, I'm gonna go with my friends to Hooters. I'm like I'm watching it without you. Sorry. Sorry. She I've w- eaten that shit a number of times. Yep. She and now she went seasons ahead of me. I'm mad. Oh yeah, I couldn't yeah. wait. It's a, it's a nightmare. Then yeah. she went out of town to, to a two day bachelor party in Cabo oh. two weekends ago or a weekend ago. She's off having and, fun. You should watch her uh, show. Uh, I, I told her. I said I'll make. What you is she deal. gonna ask? Cancer money. I'll make. I'll make. <laughs> I'll make. Uh, I'll watch four. <laughs> I'll watch <You> four. <laughs> she came back. She was how many did you watch? I said. I watch six. She goes, six. I go, <laughs> I go, okay, 11. And she's like, fuck oh, you. You got to watch them again. No, you're 11 games. I had to watch them all again. Yeah. That was my punishment. You know what? I watch it's, them with headphones and a laptop. It's and so look great. At other stuff. Yeah, you're 11 games out in the Eastern Conference. You're not coming back from that. No. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm going. But it's fun to rewatch them because then you see things you didn't see the first time. Yeah. I like that. But I'm going to come back and, and watch the Friday Night Lights movie at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's going to be. Why is the whole show a prequel? Like the, I, like I, the I've, but I, well, that was when it came out. I oh, saw God, it in the yeah. theater. And a good, good film. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, Billy yeah, Bob's yeah. quite good in that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In retrospect, you know, not in retrospect, but all I remember from seeing it when I was younger was the you know hot chicks and like the the very teeny parts of the film, as opposed to appreciating Billy Bob's acting. Oh, he's got a speech at the end of that. Oh, it's amazing. Just knock you out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and Tim McGraw is good in that. Yeah. Tim kind of McGraw is a pretty a damn good actor. Yeah, he does a good job. He was in uh, the Sandra Bullock movie, right? Blindside. Yeah, yeah he was great in that. Isn't uh, Battleship in that movie? <laughs> so offensive to call an actor Battleship. Battleship oh, John Carter. Uh, <laughs> wait, you talking about John oh, Taylor Kitsch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's in the next True Detective. I think he's gonna. Oh, I think he's gonna kick ass. Turn in around the, yeah. the Taylor Kitsch. Uh, yeah, his whole image will shift, I think. Oh, well, Carl Welzine, dad boner here, wears Tim McGraw cologne. Does he? <laughs> That's what he wears. I bet it smells like Stetson. That's what he wears. <laughs> smell like horses? <laughs> it's just Stetson. Come it's on. just Stetson. <laughs> it's Stetson. Shame All right, well, real quick, let's cover, because I think uh, many of us saw Avengers, Age of Ultron. And also, I watched Iron Man, Captain America Thor. I watched the whole thing. I might have talked wow. about that last week. You yeah, did. Yeah. yeah, you went yeah, on yeah, about yeah. Amer- uh, Iron Man But anyway, 3. I finished it up, and then, yeah, yeah, and I finished up yeah. the whole thing, and uh, yeah, that's right. Iron Man three. So you haven't three. seen Avengers: Age of Ultron? We're not a spoiler type here. No, no, no. Uh, you, I mean, there's nothing that you could spoil. Up. It's it's based on comics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 
and it's I'm, not, a, I'm yeah. a junkie for things like this. I'm an I'm an arc light psychopath who nice. has to, who has to go. That's my therapy. I quit going to therapy. I just go to the arc light mm-hmm. <laughs> Tuesday at eleven thirty by myself, and I just sit and think. And why and the I arc walk light? out? That's awesome. Because the arc arc light standards. Yeah, because there's there's no riffraff. Yeah. Arc no light riffraff. standards. <laughs> and you, you think you wanna you wanna play with fire? Once in a while, you're at the Grove or, oh. or, or in Glendale oh, Gallery oh, or some no. shit, and you're like, hey, uh, that's right here. Let's just have Cheesecake Factory Always going. Always regret it. Fucking Always 35 it. seconds after you sit down, some piece of shit cocksuckers fucking playing <laughs> Angry Birds phone. on their phone. <laughs> yeah. or Yo, hey, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I have the fucking movies. Like, you, you want to <laughs> fucking kill them. Uh, then if and you say something, light. you're the asshole. And I do that yeah. at home. At home, if we're if I have a group of people watching Game of Thrones, people want to chitty chat. Arclight standards here. Arclight <laughs> standards awesome. in this household. That's what we do here in the show. So everybody keep your phone away. Yeah. Arclight standards Arc-like right here. Arclight standards. The funniest story, though, they is don't be- have nachos, but they have arc light standards. <laughs> if they had a fancy ass nacho with yes. a white cheddar uh, jalapeno cheese dipping sauce, you ever go to the uh, arc light? It's the one thing that they have. They're missing. It's caramel corns. You ever go to the drinky shows? Those are the best. The arc light drinky shows. You know what? Part of the reason I do go to the movies is to keep the bottle out of my mouth. So I do not go to drinky shows. I mean, that's a that's a sober Friday. I love the drinky shows. It's a sober Friday, my man. Adam, your thoughts your thoughts on Avengers: Age of Ultron. Well, I don't have a lot to say, and here's why. Okay, so I got amped up. This is my favorite thing. Is because it sucks. That's why. uh, My 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 favorite thing is to get all amped up and all excited, all hot and bothered about my superhero movies and. Most people in this room will know that since the maybe 1998, 99, I've been holding a superhero festival the day of a superhero movie. The day Blade opened, I watched the Captain America TV movie, the Spider-Man TV show, the Hulk TV show, the Adam West TV show. You're, you're one who ramps up. I ramp up. I yeah. love obsession. What can I say? And, the, and the, there's nothing I'm obsessed with more than Avengers. So, And I'm also used to, and we did this once, we watched every Die Hard movie and then went to go see Die Hard. Oh, now that is a That pummeling. was horrible. Yeah, I made these two. <laughs> well, volunteer. They got worse. Yeah, that's the yeah, That's the thing. They get worse. It is a pummeling. <laughs> it is not as fun as watching three Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man movies yes, and then going to the Avengers. Fun. So, so it's funny that it's now built. It's I've, I've formed the world to my standards. The world has created the best film festival possible to go see the Avengers, to put before the Avengers. It has finally come around in my lifetime. I have this great film festival. So I am so amped up. And But I know what happens. Like Die Hard, you're just like, my brain is gone. I've been watching <laughs> Die Hard movies all day. I got no brain. What am I even doing here? I can't think about this. I'm just going to kick back and go, ah, stuff. So <laughs> I know that now. And, and so... I go too far, like like I did. Sure. And so, what was so wonderful is just so much happens in Avengers that it really worked. That my brain was just like, I honestly don't really remember a whole lot after about the first half of the movie because it was all just like. But I caught myself on a sugar high, but it was an Avengers high. You'll you'll have to go to uh, yeah exactly. It's a sugar high, yes, and I had Avengers sugared cereal too, so there's a little of both. Uh, but, uh, But you'll have to go to Vimeo to see this face that I'm about to make. But I caught myself numerous times during Avengers with this look. <laughs> Giant smile, eyes pride open, staring at the screen. And and I I started to laugh because I was like I realized I had gone into, and I started laughing. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like really like because that's yeah. just that's what that whole movie felt like. It was like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. Now I will now go a second time, perhaps in 2D, 
dull the sensory and now I will start approaching it more like a, you know, a, a classic piece of cinema that I'm going to love for the rest of my life. But that opening of the movie is the Avengers on a classic comic oh, book yeah. mission. And it is just like the comic books. They're throwing quips around. They're doing this. They're smashing the guy and then saying the the, the cool thing. I mean, it's just like Language. reading. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Whedon handles that well. Like the lines don't take away from their, their they, the mission is kick ass. No, but it is the most like a comic book that any movie has really ever felt. Yeah. Like uh, even up until then, like even Iron Man treats itself very, very the first one treats itself very, very seriously. It, it really takes all those themes, which is great. That's the great cornerstone of Marvel is they take the hardcore theme of that patriotism or whatever. And then they really develop the movie around that in a way that nobody else does. Green I, Lantern doesn't do, nobody does. I thought that the director did a really great job during that opening sequence where he would take your eye and he would follow whoever flies through and then we go on to their point of view of the adventure of totally, that fight. Right? I thought that was great because all of a sudden Hulk comes, you hadn't seen Hulk for a while yeah. and you saw Iron Man go flying through but they didn't follow him then they followed Hulk and then he took off and you saw what he was up to and then you pass into another superhero. Yeah. That was cool. It was so very, thrilling. Very theatrical. It was really great. We and may, then when they all posed together and they brought yeah. the yeah. Avengers up you're like oh fuck yeah holy shit. We may, that have, was exciting. We may have to pick this up another time but yeah, I will say for sure. Whedon we is run. the best at creating iconic moments. I mean there's so know, many right? of them in the first Avengers and in this one too with the the final fight with the robots where everyone's it's just chaos everywhere I wish I but he slows it. it down to see everyone <laughs> and how they are on point to save the earth IMAX and that shot you mentioned for the early in the snow forest yeah. uh, also just he builds these iconic shots that are pretty impressive and at the same time my favorite move at, moment in the whole movie yes. was the uh, I wrote here the Hulk and Iron Man figuring montage yeah they did a lot of figuring I love oh, they do that. a lot of figuring they I, would, do a lot of I figuring. love that montage I would call this movie there's so much that Whedon has to accomplish keeping in mind 100 million characters and introducing more uh he has to think of it as a sequel and he has to cater to this overall arc that marvel's setting up that there's a lot in lesser hands that's bad Mm -hmm. in his hands it's okay but i still thought it got a little plotty after a while not that you know i mean in an action movie everyone wants plot but really because i felt like there's just a lot to talk about a lot to get across uh and then i think later more of the uh quippy dialogue kind of came back to sort of I like Same Iron things. Man and Hulk as friends. They are. It's great, <laughs> great, man. Scientists. Like it. It's the comic book, man. Right. It's like living inside an Avengers comic book. I couldn't believe it. And uh, let me close on that. And yes. then again, we, we can't talk about it more because I'm going to see yeah, it the no, second time and we'll have more time. Yeah, let's go see a 2D one, Paul. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I had a bigger respect for Hawkeye and Black Widow because, yeah. and it's not because they built up Hawkeye's, well, it's a little bit because they built up Hawkeye's no. backstory a little bit, but yeah, they did. just watching them fight, it's like, wow, really? Hawkeye's jumping into a robot army with arrows and we always goofed yeah. on that like oh he's just the arrow guy and we got a girl with a gun well, we also have a god and a man who's created mm-hmm. by a secret super uh, government experiment and a you know a hulk that's impenetrable to anything but yeah so those guys risk more those mm-hmm. guys you know are more are, uh, yeah they're the balls of the avengers to for to just go in and start kicking and punching i think and they it, really trust the other avengers yeah. Like, I always feel like the girl, what is her name? Uh, Black Widow. Black Widow totally trusts all those guys because they're always picking her up and throwing her off. She's always driving <laughs> something, and it seems like they just swoop her up and get her. And when new Avengers come into the fold, it's Hawkeye who has to give the speech about what it means to be an Avenger. That's yeah. cool. And it was great that it was him because, yeah. again, he is just an arrow guy. Yet yeah. he yeah. has more heroics than and like he told her, any he other has, human. He has to just decide when he goes out there, he's going to be an Avenger. Yeah. And she had to decide... That's the, either do or don't. And I love that he said, you're safe here. You can stay here. That's fine. 
or you can go be an Avenger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. All right. And and to that point, last thought. Go ahead. Uh, yes. Very last thought, and, and this is this is an important one, and I won't spoil anything for Mike. But when it comes down to why Tony Stark wants to create Ultron, it's a very human response. And you know, we've spent a lot of movies where him, where he is doing giant things. He is, you know, he's the biggest thing in the first Iron Man movie, but he's not the biggest thing in the Avengers. You know, like. But when it comes down to like the, the you know, it's like, wow, why'd you create this thing or whatever? And it's like his response is is like, oh yeah, it it he really wants an end to this because this is. This is getting crazy, you know, gods and and all this sort of stuff that's happening. Like he comes off like so human. Like, no, here's my perspective. This is fucking nuts, and I might have a solution. I'm gonna know? create uh, armor for the world. Yeah, and then uh, they'll replace us. Yeah, right. right? And then of course it's an end game way. for Tony. It's pretty. <laughs> then cool. it's with any artificial intelligence. Well, because he wants to bad. move yeah, off with bad. Pepper and have a farm. And well, that too. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's uh, wrap up uh, the show the best way we know how with Karen's weekly oh, celebration of the birthdays of those who make the movies. It's time for Karen's birthday. Let's go. All right. So let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Albert Finney. Oh, happy yes. birthday, Albert Finney. Yeah, Albert. Bit of a legend. Sky he ball. turns 78. But can play anywhere from a almost sir, having turned down the honor of knighthood in 2000. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you he allowed felt, to do that? Uh, he felt it, it perpetuated snobbery. So well, he it does. <laughs> Sounds like a snob. Right? <laughs> he played an Night almost snob. sir Night to snob. guys, do you remember Marvel this? Comics. He played an almost ma'am, having appeared uncredited in drag as the matron in the ladies' room scene in Miller's Crossing. No, I did not he know that. He was in drag oh. in there. Wait, he's also the lead in that, too. The real crossing is in drag? Uh, yes, apparently uncredited, though. So look for it whenever you watch it. And that also again. look for Night Snob. <laughs> Night Snob. <laughs> Mr. Comics. Finney's career has really taken off since What's he first part? started acting. In 1977, he appeared in the movie D- The Duelist and Ooh, was nice. compensated with a case of champagne. Hey, that's what you're talking about. There you go. Yeah. Dodge your tickets in a case of champagne. champagne. That's a nice but gesture. In just <laughs> that's very classy. In just I like it. 15 years later, he starred as Daddy Warbucks in Annie oh, yeah. and was paid $1 million. Oh. Just nice gesture. Years. That is nice. a nice that gesture. That is a nice gesture. Yeah. That was very nice of them to yeah. give him a million dollars. Better than should approach more like parents or grandparents. And Bart, <laughs> better than a muffin basket. <laughs> Bart, this is just a fun fact. Oh, well, right, Karen, I insist my facts be fun. <laughs> All right. Least I don't want to hear them. This is a fun fact about me. My first Ooh. movie I ever saw in the cinema was Annie with Albert Finney. Really? Yeah, because my parents didn't take me out much. All oh. right. That That's was a good fun. one to see at that age, though, right? It was great. Oh, you used to love the it. shit out of that oh, movie. Yeah. But you probably didn't say I love the shit out of that No, well, I said, and one of his great I said it while I was in the woods looking at my porn. Right? That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> and one of his great performances, Aaron Brockovich. Oh, yeah. the greatest. Finney's I love him in that. Fantastic. Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to John Rise Davies. Oh! Who turned oh. 77. <laughs> but he could play anywhere from a tree to a dwarf. Kingpin. He played Kingpin in the as the Daredevil's villain in the uh, Trial of the Incredible Hulk. He was the Kingpin. Wow. 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 Mm. Adam. See? When will you stop? See? Stop saying the things we're all thinking. Now I've got to skip all my jokes. something wrong with (laughs) me. We all know him as a charismatic A-Rap executive, Sala, in the Indiana Jones films, and as Gimli in the Lord of the Rings films. And when I say we all know, I don't mean me. I'm just spewing facts. The royal we. You go first. Oh, but here's another fun fact. Are you ready, Bart? I let the fun continue. (laughs) He is actually taller than his co-stars Viggo Mortensen, 
Orlando Bloom, and Ian McKellen. Yet he plays a dwarf, hmm. so he's acting against type. Like a dwarf on golf kind of thing. It is. <laughs> <laughs> they had to give him lots of knee pads for that movie. They really did. You know, I love that you just dwarf said on that. Camels. <laughs> and another one more fun fact. Are you ready? Please. Fun fact. He is the only star... He's the only actor to star in what three franchises? We all know Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. There's one Wasn't more. Brockovich a franchise? No. The, That's the, Albert Finney. We've moved on to the, the Hulk TV movie trilogy? <laughs> and it wasn't. This and is one you guys love. And, and no. He, he was in this one more trilogy, and this uh, is like a spy movie. Ooh. Who are we talking about again? Oh, the guy. Spy Kids? Was he in oh. Patriot Games? No, he was in James Bond. Spy Games? Oh. Oh. That's kind of interesting. Oh, he was in James uh, Bond. Oh, my God. Anyway, and lastly, let's wish a very John happy birthday. John Davies. Uh, what, what, what? Wait, let's wish a happy birthday to oh, George I pronounce Clooney. it Rice. That's why I Maybe was Maybe I said it wrong. Cheated too. I'm sorry. Onward. Anyway, George Clooney, happy birthday. He turns 53. Oh, Whoa. A swoony Mr. Clooney. Oh, no. But he can play anywhere from the luckiest product of nepotism to, <laughs> oh, shit, he really is talented. Fucker. Yeah, son of a... Makes him even more irritating. Right? He's Hate good. him even more. Money. All right. How much clout does Nick Clooney give you? But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's all rosemary. All rosemary, you're right. So get this. Ruben Santani. All right, Bart, you might want to write this down. All right. Talk slowly. I'm now going to give you the recipe for being as handsome as Mr. George Clooney. If if, if the first ingredient is hair, you can stop talking (laughs) right now. No, no, no. The first ingredient is to have your mother be a former beauty pageant queen. I'll get on the horn right Mm -hmm. now, see what you can do. And then... (laughs) Have your father be a former anchorman and game show host. Okay, check and check. And that explains the hair. <laughs> yeah, it explains the hair. Great hair. All right, it's amazing hair. Now, um, this is kind of fun. I got this from IMDb, so nice. I'm guessing one of Clooney's people put this up there, or he did himself. Uh, he had a fist fight. Did you guys know about this? On the set of uh, Three, Kings Three Kings with, with David with, O. Russell. Yeah. I've read oh, these yeah. emails. These I, emails are insane. This is amazing. And he was yeah. sticking up for a few extras who he felt that uh, Russell was deriding when he was yeah. yelling at them and he didn't appreciate it. Because that director's an asshole. And he <laughs> stuck up know. for the extras. Yeah. Huge. Yeah, there's a That's great email exchange <laughs> between him and somebody over at Sony and really? he was part of the ones that got leaked. Read these are really interesting. George is like, well, fuck this guy. Good for him, but yeah, now this David heroic. Russell said he would never do another movie with Clooney, even if you paid him $20 million. Yeah, guess what? Not a problem for George. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's fine. He'll Love be at Lake that. Como. And lastly, Bart, you know how much I love when celebrities sing? This is true. People are always asking me, yes. can you tell me two fun facts about Karen? <laughs> what are they? And usually I say, well, she'll validate. Not just your parking, but yourself. You're a good person. And loves when celebrities sing. I do. I love when celebrities sing. So I thought, oh, won't it be fun if I go get Man of Constant Sorrow by the Soggy Bottom Boys? That would be an obvious choice, Karen. That would be a very obvious choice. And we would all enjoy it. And and because George Clooney (laughs) is so awesome, he put on his IMDb the actual man who gets credit for singing that song because he practiced for two weeks but in the end felt his singing voice was not good enough so they dubbed it with country blues singer Dan Timinski who also performs with Allison Krauss and the Union Station so now we're actually going to listen to Dan sing Constant Mm. Sorrow because IMDB told me the truth thank you internet I love it God bless that internet right right. and George Clooney you learn stuff. <laughs> you you learn as much as you want to learn, Mike. <laughs> Don't need school no more. <laughs> if you listen, it doesn't sound like George Clooney. Yeah, well, yeah. Nah, not at all. <laughs> all right, that wraps up another movie showcast, We're everybody. Spot. <laughs> Together, we are the movie guys. Individually, we are Mark Kyerson, 
You can all follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys for daily jokes and links. Also on Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram. We're everywhere. YouTube, and all that shit. Thanks to Mike Burns. Thanks, guys. Yay. Uh, great time, Movie Guys. Yay. That was fun. And uh, at Dad Boner. Dad and where else? Uh, at Pizza Nacho, at Pizza Nacho 69. <laughs> Dad Boner has enough friends. At Pizza Nacho, at 60, Pizza Nacho, at Pizza Nacho 69 needs more. Yeah. And is it still carlwellzine.com? Uh, yes, it is. For uh, more info on the book. Power and Moves, available Power on moves. Amazon. Fan of bold com. flavors. What's the bold flavors bit? Is this one you're running? He loves through? bold flavors. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't he? Mm-mm. Also, check out digitalmindproductions.com, schadenfreude.net, karenvolpe.com, yeah. all of our fun uh, websites. And thanks to Steve Scholz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Next week, we'll get back to summer movies as Mad Max Fury Road <gasps> and Pitch Perfect 2 go head-to-head, and we'll talk about them, and we'll see you then. Who wants to watch Road Warrior and Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Because I ain't watching that first one ever again. The first Mad Max? Oh, that's terrible. The last 20 minutes. You can go through it. That's you need. Watch it really late at night. Yeah, okay. it'll be really late. At Drink night. some of that six-pack <laughs> yeah. of American Brew. Uh, yeah, son, I believe you yeah. did tell you so the devil. Fosters. It's Australia. For beer. <laughs>